welcome to What's Working in Washington. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Today, technology unlocking the secrets of your personality. If you show me 10 posts on Twitter, I will know you better than your friends. If you show me 100 posts, I'll know you better than your spouse. If you show me 300 posts, I'll know you better than you know yourself. Technology's clearly come to the president in a big way, so he says when he talks on Twitter, but there's a bigger issue, which is modern technology is changing politics as we speak. Our next guest is Bill Frischling. He is the founder of Fact Square, and he is in the middle of these trends. Bill, is it true to say that technology is an arms race in politics right now? It is absolutely an arms race in technology and politics. Everything is moving at such a rapid clip that what was current last week is no longer current today. And if you're not keeping up on what the latest tools can do to figure out what somebody's thinking, what somebody's saying, what the populace is thinking, you're already behind. People listening to the show would be somewhat familiar with the idea of technology creating, quote, false news or technology providing insight into how somebody's going to vote. But that's almost, that's last year. That's, that's over. So give me some examples of where your company is uh, applying technology right now as a way to... Uh, help understand politicians and political campaigns. So what we do is provide a way to instantly search and analyze anything a person has ever said. So we've been doing this with Donald Trump now for about six months. We have about 37 years of everything he's ever said publicly. And what that lets you do is look at not only what he's saying currently about an issue, it lets you look at what he said previously. It lets you look at how happy or sad he was when he was talking about it. It lets you look at whether or not he was positive, excited, hesitant, whether or not he was stressed, it lets you pull all of this information out and know not only what he said, but what he felt. Now, reporters will say, oh, well, that's what my research department and my newspaper does. Doesn't this already happen already? It doesn't, it doesn't. A lot of this is built on, for lack of a better, for lack of a better term, opinion, inference. You're listening to somebody and you're saying, I think this person is really excited or I think this person is nervous. But somebody sitting next to you will say, no, they're not nervous. They're super confident. This is math. This is going in and analyzing micro tremors and voices. It's analyzing waveforms. It's looking at it, comparing it against how different voices respond and letting you, for example, know, no, there isn't an opinion. He's actually nervous when he's saying this. These are things you really can't fake. So what you're talking about, therefore, is it's there's objectivity around, you call it math. Mm -hmm. I assume that people who specialize in psychology and the psychology of, of speech have identified patterns and the algorithms are just identifying these patterns, right? Absolutely. Okay. So this is all so this is all feeding into a system that just makes it just makes it easier to do these kinds of analysis and to pull this information out. So I assume this platform can be used for anyone. Absolutely. That's part of what we're doing. Okay. Uh, but at this moment in time, since we started with a president who has said in all caps on Twitter not too long ago that the 21st century president uses technology. Absolutely. You've applied this technology. What have you learned about uh, President Trump through applying these different inference drawings technologies to his presidency so far? Do we have a couple hours? Well, we've got another three or four minutes. <laughs> okay. Um, so, so high level, for example, what it lets us do is we found things where he's been consistent. Since the early 80s, he's been very consistent on NATO and saying things like, our partners need to pay their own way. That's very, you know, follow, you could follow a straight line all the way through and also the confidence in the voice, the assurance, all of that data, all of that data follows along. 
Now, the flip side is if you look at, let's say, for example, on China, he's been back and forth negative on China, but mostly negative, usually around um, trade and trade practices. Right when the elections start, he didn't say a single positive thing, according to the analysis, through the election up until the week before he met with President Xi in April, where suddenly uh, the main topics stopped being about trade wars and currency manipulation and started being about North Korea partner and working together. And everything he said since has been positive. Uh, happened to coincide when he was playing golf with him in Florida, and you could follow it right on a chart. Um, and somewhat recently, it started getting a little more neutral. But you can follow that switch in position. It, it's as if a light switch. It just stands out. What else can you learn about a person by f taking a really deep look at how they tweet, how they blog, what they say, oh. and how they say? What else do you learn about somebody? There was, a great, there was a great quote I had read, and forgive me, I'm probably going to mangle it, which is, if you show me 10 posts on Twitter, I will know you better than your friends. If you show me 100 posts, I'll know you better than your spouse. You show me 300 posts, I'll know you better than you know yourself. And that is largely true. The choice of words, how you phrase things, tone, every little bit, what our platform basically does is it pulls this information out. Everything you say publicly about yourself, the better the platform knows you. For a politician, every little bit that they say publicly, the better the system knows you and the better that somebody could go in and analyze that information and use however they want to use it. So this sounds to me like now we're moving to the area where what you say and how you say will create behavioral analysis that can be used for, for any person. Is this actually the antidote for what's going on on the web right now where there's so much misinformation? At the end of the day, we leave trails behind us. Is this is this the first step towards people having to be authentic? Yes and no. In other words, that's so that, you know, what another one of my favorite quotes, and this one I know is Homer Simpson, which is statistics can tell you anything. 40% of all people know that. Homer, um, said, that. Homer said that. That's Se impressive. Anyway. Season five, episode nine. Okay. Um, so what's interesting there is you could still, when you're looking at all this information, it is very easy to find, if you have a spreadsheet and everyone's done this with five tabs, you could always go find something to support your case. What this is doing basically is it becomes very difficult to hide what you mean versus what you say, because even if you're saying one thing and you mean something else, now we're not just going off of the words, how you use the words, how you express them, if it's verbal, what the tone of voice is, all of this is revealing, in a sense, whether or not you believe what you're saying in a large extent. And there's a whole body of work around what your facial expressions are, micro expressions, so if you're mm -hmm. looking to the right or the left, look at your feet, how you're folding your arms, that's all captured too, right? Absolutely. Everything. So in all so in and everything we're doing, every second of video on Donald Trump, for example, every second of audio, it's all going through this process. It's all flagged. We generate 115 data points per word spoken. So the fun part is sifting through all of that. And then of course there's bots built on top of bots built on top of bots to sift through it. Man, oh man. So you got to make sure this is a force for good, my friend. How do you, I mean, it sounds like you're at the cusp of a big change in our society. How do you hope to see this applied? So this originally started with actually with the argument around fake news. Um, personally, as a former journalist, when the when I see teenagers in Macedonia making up stories being compared to the New York Times, it's ridiculous. And it quite frankly, it just ticks me off. This was the origin, which is how do you do something that in a sense is unassailable that you can't argue with? And where we landed when I was talking about this with some, you know, some of the other folks working on this is, well, you can't argue with a person's words and you can't argue if it's in context. So how do you make it easy to put everything in context? Before I let you go, if somebody wants to check out this technology, is there a place they can go on the web to try it out? Absolutely. You go to FactBase. You could just Google the phrase FactBase or um, www.factba.se. Bill, thanks very much for joining us on the show. It was a very 
eliminate conversation. Thank you. for listening to What's Working in Washington. Today's podcast is brought to you by Montgomery County Economic Development Corporation, MCEDC, helping companies start, grow, and accelerate business in Montgomery County. The future starts here. Go to thinkmoco.com today. A special thanks to our sponsor, Eagle Bank. How do you get to be number one in the D.C. area? Eagle Bank did it by putting relationships first. They're flexible, involved, responsive, strong, and trusted. Eagle Bank's goal is your success. Our executive producer is Tracy Madigan. Our online contributors are Michael Hoffman, Barbara Ulrich, and Candace Pye. Music provided by two D.C. region bands, Two Car Living Room, and The Sunbathers. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Thanks for listening.